I was going to say happy International Non-Binary People's Day. Oh, yes. And a happy International Non-Binary Day to you. And also and also to you. <laughs> and also with you. And also with uh, you. There it is. They are risen indeed. <laughs> <laughs> they are risen. <laughs> Singular, they are risen. <laughs> Can I can I do it this time? I have I have do it, one. Do it, do it, yeah. Okay, you got to do the intro, but I'll do the the bit. Oh, okay. Fly, fly, you chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. Saving that one up. Oh, that's so good. I love it. <laughs> right, okay. I, I I just had something more general. I was gonna say I hereby declare f- from henceforth all Dixie cups are known as cu- cups from now on. <laughs> They're just cups now. They're just cups. All the cups, cups are cups. The cups. <laughs> um, that's okay, interesting, we'll that actually. One. That's something I, I didn't piece it together, but they didn't have the definite article until they dropped Dixie. Oh, so now they're the old, they're the definitive chicks. Um, so it, and it, it, it it's an upgrade, and they're universalizing. The, you know? That should actually be the name: the definitive chicks. The definitive chicks. Mm. Uh, there are some chicks. Mm-hmm. When they change we their name to their album, to the definitive Fly. chicks, we can start a podcast that weekly is all about them and call it DC Talk. What do you think? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Can't imagine why. I don't have a history of DC Talk. Becca does. I think mm. you do as well. A small one, mostly the song "Jesus Freak" and a few yeah. other bits of that album, "Jesus Freak." Yeah, is that the is that the song about like I don't care if my religion totally alienates me from the from the greater culture? Yes, and it makes me is. totally out of touch. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if and if I'm punished for being willfully obtuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has like very. Um, dark like almost nine inch nails sounding lines uh like people say i'm strange does that make me a stranger my best friend was born in a manger oh my god <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> a cry for help yeah uh <laughs> but we're not here to talk about dc talk we're talking about some chicks the, the chicks, chicks. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, this is the second album with Natalie Maines. Um, this had a pretty big, um, oh my God. It sold over 10 million copies and made The Chicks, the only country band and the only female band of any genre to hold the distinction of having two back-to-back diamond albums. Okay. Um, nine singles were released from Fly. The album is called Fly. It's from 1999, um, including country number ones cowboy take me away and without you so they got two number one hits on the country charts wow. <clears throat> um wow dixie or the chicks albums continued to place in the list of 50 best-selling albums in american history after a, over a half decade after they were released damn uh it won grammy awards and honors from the country music association and the academy of country music um they won grammy awards and grandpa awards <laughs> <laughs> yep um yeah 
So this is a this is a big big album, and uh, I liked it pretty well. There's some really fun stuff on here. Some pretty great songs. Um, they straight up murder yeah, a guy. Some good stuff. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they uh, murder a guy that really really had a, a need for some murdering. The only thing missing in his life was a, just a little dash of murder. <laughs> now his life is complete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's well, any, anything, any other background things to say about this album? There's more music videos. I skimmed mm. through the music videos mm-hmm. while listening. That I think was that fun. The chicks are more involved in some of the songwriting here. They, uh, mm, yeah, they're on a couple, um, several of the songs have co-writing credit or I don't think any of them have. I guess uh, Don't Waste Your Heart was written by Emily Strayer and Natalie Maines, which are both, okay. uh, I yeah. believe, are both chicks. Or and Marty McGuire and Marcus Hummin uh, wrote a fair amount of these. And he he, did he's mostly on the track Humming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beat you to it. <laughs> um, Patty Griffin wrote one of these songs. I thought she was just a washed up comedian. Um <laughs> Wait, who am I thinking? Kathy Griffin is who I'm thinking of. (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, um, Whoa, there's a hidden track? Oh, yeah. It's called Ain't No Thang But a Chicken Wang. And apparently it's eight seconds long. Um, I couldn't find it on Spotify. Do you want to just see if you can pull it up somewhere? Yeah. And we could just listen to that? We'll listen to that out of order. Okay. Um, digital versions of the album remove the blank track completely bumping let him fly up to track 15 so let's um, let's check it out ain't no thang but a chicken wang <clears throat> you know what I call a chicken wang a uh, cock yep yep, yep. Uh, the chicks outcast is what we're getting is it no oh, that's 10 minutes long that can't be it Okay. Maybe we can't find it. Maybe it's uh, harder to find than a chicken's wang. Wow. Wow. Okay. Maybe I can't even find a no copyright intended version of it. They must have been copyright striking (laughs) them left and right. Well, all right. I mean, chicks got to protect their chicken wangs. I just ate some chicken wangs. Yeah? How are they? Yeah. It's really good. I made them. They're awesome. On a scale of I made a whole chicken, but it include, <laughs> oh, included wangs. Including wangs. On a scale of flaxit to tumescent, how would you rate them? <laughs> uh, you know what? They they were just right. I was mm. ready for any for any wang situation. <laughs> uh, solid B minus in the chat says turgid <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Uh, they, some... they, t- they took a quick break from their important <laughs> artwork <laughs> to, to weigh in. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, th- this is a good time to say that we, we've been changing our uh, recording times to Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. That's our target time, at least. And uh, y'all can uh, y'all can join us on our Discord. That's when yes. we usually uh, record. So. Um, you can C- see come join us there, and you can, you can see can, our beaming faces while we record live. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this old thing. Oh. I just woke up like this. <laughs> oh, this is a cutie. Um, <clears throat> I guess let's dive right into it. Uh, the cover's kind of yeah. well. I guess the cover's pretty fun. It's just the letters F L Y. Um, they look to be. I can't figure out what those are. 
Oh, interesting. They're like... Does this... Hmm. I want to say they're like what fields of tulips seen from the air, maybe? Or maybe they're blown up like... The one in the middle looks like it is has been painted on denim. I see that twill pattern in the L there. Um, so maybe it's, it's close-ups of like printed t-shirts or printed jeans or jackets or something. I don't know. It, it's a fun like visual thing going on for, for the... the the title fly um let's just jump right into ready to run I remember this song. <laughs> I remember when it came out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You were listening to a lot of country radio back in those days? No, but, you know, every once in a while it would make its way through. Maybe it was in a trailer or two or something. I don't uh, know. It's, you it visited sounds really a lot familiar. of trailers? That does seem like that would track with country music. <laughs> okay. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Super elitist. Problematic. And evil. <clears throat> uh, but also, okay. not um, <laughs> I I think this song... It's a it's one of their popular songs on this album because there's some more sh- straight up ch- you know trad honky tonk uh, pop blues and bluegrass on this album but this is like a this is a pop song mm-hmm. uh, it kind of reminds me of the Shania Twain which is you know like yeah. a kind of a parallel timeline to this mm-hmm. um, so some of that vibe before she got like in that in that in intermediate phase before right. she got totally poppy right. In in that magical time before nine eleven, where it seemed like oh maybe God. female country musicians are going to get super feminist up in here, and yeah. <laughs> they started, and then were brutally mm. crushed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it hasn't there hasn't been much whiff of like progressive uh, stuff in most country music since, at least in, in like the mainstream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Dixie Chicks were basically booted from the mainstream the moment mm-hmm. they opened their mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay. I think this song is interesting. Here, Here's my take on this song. This is a song about uh, the moment that the speaker gets a whiff of getting tied down or... Get, gets the temptation or the signals to sort of settle down, uh, mm-hmm. specifically to like marry a man. Mm-hmm. Um, she is going to uh, run, and she is preparing herself to run. And it's also saying, "I'm going to be ready this time." And mm-hmm. like, that's like in the first verse, when the train rolls by, rolls by, I'm going to be ready this time. Mm-hmm. I think this song has a has a lot of sort of dense meaning in it and dense history in it. Like this character has already kind of made some sort of settling down decisions and it hasn't gone well that we can infer that from the lyrics. And this character is saying like, I'm not going to do that again, but Mm -hmm. I know that I have the capacity to do that. So I am preparing myself to not give into the temptation of like, 
easy comfort and trust. And I'm committed to having fun. Say what? The temptation of monogamy. Yeah. That vile Um, seductress. I think think this song is really interesting for that reason because Mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot of implicit uh, gender stuff in here. There is Mm -hmm. this idea that this character, um, assuming this character is a a woman, um, this this character... I think we can say that pretty safely. Yeah. Uh, when my mama says I look good uh, in white, I'm going to be ready this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, this character is uh, aware that she might make decisions sort of that, that maybe her like ideas of like romance or sexuality are tied up in sort of patriarchal feminine ideas of like security and sort of comfort. Mm -hmm. And she knows that she has to kind of bolster herself and prepare herself to say no. It takes more effort and emotional labor for her to say no to those things in order to be independent. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And, you know, she's saying, ready, 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 ready to run. All I'm ready to do is have some fun. What's all this talk about love? I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting that mm-hmm. she is eschewing love on yep. purpose. Yeah. And I, think so too. I, I wonder if the song is how it's intended to be received or how it was received at the time. Uh-huh. Is it supposed to be received as sort of like naive or empowering Mm -hmm. i don't really know um but i yeah i I think it's i think it's interesting it and it does this it doesn't have that many specifics Mm -hmm. in it um well like storytelling wise it's more sort of hypothetical specifics of what might happen and but it i think it does a really good job at capturing a specific feeling Mm-hmm. Um, this specific moment of like, okay, I can't fucking do that again. Uh, I need to be ready to um, uh, to put up my boundaries because I know what this leads to. Yeah, and yeah, I there's another song later on in the album that we'll get to called Sin Wagon. That yeah, I think it's sort of a. <laughs> It's maybe my favorite Dixie Chick song. That's pretty great. Or the <laughs> Chick song. Uh, yeah, that it's, has some similar themes in it. Um, yeah, I just think this song is really interesting. And I like the like kind of sweet, poppy vibe in it with the banjo rolls that are so great. Banjo um, There's also this interesting kind of... <laughs> I think this song would honestly be a little bit better without the like kind of faux Irish like yeah. banjo fiddle whistle break. I'm not crazy about that. No. I at this point I, I feel like it's as well as an Irish whistle, it's also a dog whistle at this point. <laughs> if it's like an American <laughs> country artist using Irish it whistle, it's a dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs know um, it's that's up my least when they hear that Irish whistle. Yeah. So I, I took a sample of that. We we can listen to it. It sounds good, but it's like doesn't I mean, quite fit in with the fine. vibe of the song. Yeah. Ready to run. This is two years after Titanic and right around right, like right. Riverdance, uh, the Riverdance years. It's really catchy. Yeah. 
I mean, it's really fun. It's Irish music. I I think I'm starting to like, I don't know. The more I learn about like Irish culture and Irish history and like the genocide against them and the ways that uh, American people of dubious Irish descent um, kind of claim Irishness Mm -hmm. and how like Irish folks who still live in Ireland kind of like hate that. Um, You know, it's like, I don't know, Irish people are indigenous people. And this is like their culture. Mm -hmm. And there's all of this gross fetishization. It's like, when I hear this, I can't help but feel like this is like you're fucking wearing a headdress, you know, like (laughs) a Native American headdress or something. And um, (laughs) I used to kind of dismiss it because uh, it was like, oh, you're, you know, it's just like white people trying to distance themselves from whiteness and give themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. but it, that is what it is. Yeah. And it's like, you haven't held on to your Irish heritage. Um, yeah. You have this like kind of gro- I don't know. Anyway, all that being said, I feel complicated every time I hear something like Irishy sounding, yep. um, in, in American, like white country music. Yes. Um, and I feel like it was an era. We, we saw this a lot in Garth Brooks. Yeah, music we did. There was that one, uh, season. Like, Gertie that was, he was trying to make sound like some oh alien God. pipes. Yeah. And it did not really sound like Gillian Bates. No. <laughs> Sounded real weird. Uh, yeah. The only thing worse than the people who are like fetishizing and trying to claim inappropriate Irish culture in America are the people who have actually maintained their ties to Irish culture in America. <laughs> There's some of those in Boston. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're not, they're not a pleasant bunch. Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, uh, there's also a music video for this one. Uh, it's the chicks in wedding dresses, and they're like escaping their like joint wedding. That's like kinky. they're they're all going to get married in the same ceremony to three different men, uh, and then they run away. Did this happen after Runaway Bride? When did Runaway Bride happen? Have you seen Runaway Bride? I have not seen it, but I I, I swear it's got to be like 95 or something. It's def. It, I swear it must have been. It's 1999. 99, okay. That's maybe, when this album came out. Maybe this was, this was this on the soundtrack. Was this song for this movie? I don't know. Runaway okay, Bride. Runaway Bride uh, and Ready to Run. Uh, I got a 1930 film, sorry, Mary Astor. Is that the one you're talking thinking about? Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay, it this is, song was featured on the, on the film soundtrack for Runaway. It's on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Okay. Very good. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, so in the movie, they're running away uh, from this wedding, and um, they, like jump onto a moving dump truck <laughs> like a garbage truck and they're on the back of it it's kind of great they're in these like gorgeous wedding dresses mm-hmm. and they're just like hanging off this dump truck uh this well this uh garbage truck uh and then at one point they're on a bunch of like children's bicycles like they stole <laughs> a bunch of kids bikes awesome i i th- honestly i think i like it more than a lot of runaway bride you know because it ends with just like ah she just needs the right man <laughs> she just hasn't found that that richard gear d <laughs> yeah i mean everyone thought richard gear was like all that and a bag of chips in the 90s and i mean he's handsome but 
Does he have yeah. charisma? I don't know. There, there's a in, really interesting part in that movie where uh, I feel really complicated about it. I've never uh, seen it. Okay, so there's this part in the. This is a spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, ooga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but basically, Julia Roberts, you know, just like Richard Gere is this like journalist who's doing this story on this person who keeps leaving these men at the alt at the altar. Wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then they end up together, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, she, Richard Gere notices that. Um, somehow in the movie that every time they're at a diner um she doesn't have a preferred way of eating eggs and basically he like finds out that she oh because he interviews all of her exes Mm -hmm. and they're like oh yeah her favorite way of eating eggs is like sunny side up or her favorite way is scrambled and basically she just sort of glommed on to their identity and and just sort of said like oh yeah that's how i no way that's how i like eating my eggs so oh, she just like okay kind of like lied to all these men mm-hmm. um uh and that's basically a detail and like good way of showing that um yeah i mean it's like it's really, hard to imagine that coming up in an interview though to be like so yeah. your old yeah. fiance how did she eat her eggs <laughs> let's start there it's it's like really sad and it feels like kind of condescending uh, and it's not necessarily like dealt with very delicately that there, this this woman just like has no innate personality and she just mm. sort of like exists to disappoint these men. Um, but there's and this really, there's this really is great. It, is it her fault? Like, is it framed as being her fault in the movie rather than like. I, I mean, like kind of, hmm. I mean, it's, it's, kind of like if i remember right it's kind of framed as being her fault for like not figuring the shit out and richard gear is the one to finally be like how do you actually like your eggs mm, um and then she, there's okay. this like montage scene of her making all the eggs oh okay and like trying to cook every style of egg <laughs> and then she figures it out um so it's like a it's like a I don't know. I've like this is good storytelling, but also it's just like this feels so condescending to this to this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, this is for that movie. Uh, we've we've talked about one song. One song. Maybe let's go on. Uh, to two I don't songs. want to talk about all of these. Yeah. If I fall, you're going down with me. Is that one worth talking? Threatening. About? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's let's take a listen. Real quick. <laughs> Of love and I think these lyrics are cute and fun. I like them. Yeah. Uh, the chorus is, if I fall, you're going down with me. You're going down with me, baby, if I fall. You can't take back every little chill you gave me. You're going down with me, baby, heart and all. Ooh, yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, heavily implied, <clears throat> but not explicitly stated, which I appreciate, that she's talking about, like, falling for this person or falling in love. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's 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 a cute little, like, phrase based song that uh, I love to see in country music. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, uh, this is a cute song. It's got some sexy little lines in some of the verses. I've never felt the earth move, honey, until you shook my tree. That has a, a long, mm. long history in like blues and folk songs. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh... That's basically all the interesting stuff in this song. <laughs> is this really a lyric? You're going down with me, baby heart, and all. Ooh, yeah. I think. Well, I believe there is a comma. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going down with me, baby, comma, heart, and all. All right, I'm doing a genius annotation here. No, I'm editing. I'm editing. Okay. I feel like a change this here. Like. Beep, 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 beep. Bah-huh. Bah-huh. <laughs> uh, okay, I took a sound sample. It says, what an interesting section. I don't remember what this is. Huh. That is an interesting section. I like that. Yeah, there, there's something about the harmonic rhythm of mm-hmm. that section that makes it feel like it's going to be crooked, but then it isn't. Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but it is. They are square, sort of little sections of music, but for some reason it doesn't go. It doesn't have the, the harmonic pacing yep, yep, that I think. Baby, baby. Yep, 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 yep. Family. Uh, Sorry, are you doing this? this is, yeah, this is the thing I was thinking of. That's what the fuck are you talking about? What is this? <laughs> Just introducing a little multimedia into the show. Uh, the link will be in the Sorry, show notes. Uh, Sesame Street. Yep, yep, okay. sing their Martian family song. Okay, why are you... <laughs> uh, I was singing doing this? Pyong a lot in a weird way, and it made me think oh. of... Uh, the, this uh, song. That's I was I was having okay. a whole parallel conversation just with myself while you were okay. talking about something else, something smart or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure I was. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's let's do t- cowboy take me away. I will, and let's do that through the act of listening to this song. In the comfort of your arms, on a pillow of blue bonnets, in a blanket made of stars. Oh, it sounds. That pedal steel playing is so gorgeous. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why that instrument isn't on every every song, ever. song in every genre. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've said the same about baritone sax. Like, so we should we should see if we can get together a baritone sax and steel guitar duo. <laughs> yes. You know oh what? My God. Do you know? Oh, I wonder if I've shared this with you. One of my favorite versions of uh, Eric Satie, the Nyosian Suite. Um, is played by a cello player covering the bass parts and a um, steel guitar player covering like the wow. chords and melody and stuff. It's so cool. Um, I would if love I can, to hear that. If I can, it used to be on Spotify. I don't think it is anymore. Um, uh, if I can dig it up, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I think there are some okay, of them on subs or something. But yeah. Uh, uh, can I read this this first 
verse. I, don't I think know. it's Can like you? pretty. I think it's pretty good. I think so too. It has some like kind of Thanos in- imagery. <laughs> I said I want to touch the earth. I want to break it in my hands. <laughs> yes. Obviously, she's talking about yes, girl. Uh, like getting her hand in the, in the earth, uh, doing some gardening. Uh, I want to grow something wild and unruly. I want to sleep on the hard ground in the comfort of your arms. That's great. Hard ground, mm-hmm. but your arms are comfortable. Um, on a pillow of blue bonnets in a blanket made of stars. That's less good, but still, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm in it at this point. Oh, it sounds good to me, I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cowboy, like take it. me away. I Yeah, I think this is... Um what could have been like a pretty boring song um i think elevated by some of the great imagery in the lyrics um yeah yeah uh i i also like this um i want to look at the i want to look at the horizon and not see a building standing tall i want to be the only one for miles and miles except for maybe you and then this is this i feel like doesn't quite work and your simple smile. Yeah. Like cowboys are like um they're simple. Like simple no- jack. Notor- well, <laughs> they're they're, no- they're notoriously complicated emotionally and gay and um and, and simmering. Not demonstrative. Yes. Yeah. And Just simmering under gay pressure. and not smiling. Yes. Yeah. Since when does a cowboy have a smile, simple or otherwise? Um, I found something but, you uh, like, Cameron. I, I so I'm not crazy about that part, but um, I. Sorry. Oh. Oh, is this a settee? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Play. check that out it's super cool the link will be in the show yeah that's amazing yeah huh um okay uh what else should we talk about cold day in july just sounds like ccm i don't have anything else to say about it (laughs) it does you can play the sound sample then we can move on but it sounds like contemporary christian music contemptuously christian I like this chorus actually it doesn't the, sound like ccm to me yeah the chorus isn't bad i like that it has both uh an acoustic slide guitar i.e like quote-unquote a dobro even though it, that is like a brand name and it has a steel guitar an electric steel guitar in it at the same time yeah. which rules yeah i like that <clears throat> mm. uh 
this is a, like a phrase based song mm-hmm. it would be a cold yeah. day in july when i would leave you or whatever uh okay mm-hmm. but i don't need it let's talk about goodbye earl yep Rock and roll. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love how um, I was listening to the album, like kind of it was in the background and I wasn't like paying attention to which, what the song titles were coming on and whatnot. And this one like starts with such a, I think very intentionally like a cliched set of imagery. Um, Mary, Ann, and Wanda were the best of friends all through their high school days, both members of the 4-H club, both active in the FFA. It's like they're really hitting those like pandering little mentions. Um, yes, I was in the 4-H, but not the FFA. Um, I did a little bit. What's of the? What, I don't even know what the FFA is. Future Farmers of America. Oh my god! Uh, our friend Dustin was in the FFA. Oh wow! Um, after graduation, Marianne went out looking for a bright new world. Wanda looked all around this town, and all she found was Earl. My name is Earl. Oof. I'm just trying to be a better man, <laughs> but he's not. Because uh, he is an abusive uh, piece of shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. She the the singing is very affected yes. more than a lot of Natalie Maines. Like she, it's sort of like overly erotic, mm-hmm. uh, and it's deliberately like it's like seven syllables of ours. It's like Mr. Ed pronouncing the name Earl. Yeah. Um, uh, so when we first started this season, I mentioned that um, I had this sort of suspicion that there might be a certain kind of um, I'm with her. Uh, I'm with her. I'm, <laughs> I'm with her. Episode title. Sort of, I'm with her. Okay, Hashtag great. I'm with her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm with Hurl. Uh, we're gonna sound like some fucking manosphere, manos, manosphere like people. Oh, I um, can't wait. Okay, what I was trying to say is, I was curious if there's gonna be some like hashtag I'm with her, uh, slay girl boss. Um, literally slay. Yeah, <laughs> literally slay girl <laughs> boss. Uh, oh, it's also a good. <laughs> Also, a good episode title. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but, uh, like, that there might be some neoliberal um, older waves of feminism pandering in this song. Mm. And I, I think I may have said, like, I think maybe, maybe it starts here. And I wanted to talk to you about this what do you think about this song what do you think the purpose of this song is mm-hmm. what do you think the effect of this song is mm-hmm. do you think it works do you think it does more than pandering uh yeah Wh- what do you think what do you think about this song um well first of all i think well, we've hmm? uh, please okay i i think we have talked about a song before i i think we had a bracket where the chicks came up as one of the uh, contestants, and this is their like sample song we listen to or something. Or 
I could have. I know you and I have talked about it, and I, I think it was on the show. Um, but um, this song kind of reminds me of Thelma and Louise a little bit. Okay. Um, so it's like, mm, it's pretty defiantly um, uh, fierce and independent and uh, like has no qualms about justifying killing this this piece of shit. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that is like maybe the main part of the song or the main like rhetorical strategy of this of the song um in that like in this weird way americans um maybe it's not weird because usually it's like uh lots of americans don't approve of violence against uh the status quo or um uh like even if it's retributive violence or self-defense violence right yeah um and they typically don't like condone self-defense violence that's not literally like in the heat of the moment if the person has like a gun to your skull um americans are fabulously violent people who love seeing people get killed and yet anytime someone's like hey i I threw a molotov cocktail through a starbucks window they're like oh my heavens violence right yeah um I don't know why the, that American was uh Would somebody please think <laughs> of the to cisgendered men? <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I th- I think this song is deliberately like tweaking that uh, like weird little cognitive dissonance, and it is getting a lot of mileage out of being like, yeah, Earl had to die, like very explicitly, like very. Um, uh, emphatically saying, like, yeah, this motherfucker had some dying he had to do uh, on his way out of town. Um, uh, I think the most arresting, like, lyrics in this that do ring, like, true and not, like, wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Well, she finally got the nerve to file for divorce. Mm-hmm. She let the law take it from there, but yes. Earl walked right through that restraining order and put her in intensive care. Yes. A pretty amazing rhyme. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's very affecting. And uh, and they're saying, like, fuck the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. They're enabling the Earls of the world. We need yes. to we take this into our own hands. I yes. think that's a really effective line. Absolutely. Yeah, because, like... And I think that is also, like, a really clever, um, I don't know if they, like, intended it partially this way or not, but um, it's a really clever, like, way of pre-addressing criticism because, you know, uh, Mr. Centrist Liberal might come up and be like, ah, you see, violence is wrong, and uh, maybe we should uh, rehabilitate this man. And, you know, um, he was probably a victim of abuse himself, and abuse begets abuse and all of that is true all that is true that like sure he is probably he was probably like had the shit beaten out of him constantly by his dad um and maybe like even worse um that's all true but they very clearly outline like yeah this system is fucking rigged and is not gonna do like anything to protect these women and so the only thing they can do like he's gonna he's I mean, he might kill her, literally. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so she has to, he just has to die. That's, that's all there is to it. So I, th- I think there's a lot of, like, effective uh, 
lyrics in this and storytelling in this that could be useful to mm-hmm. listeners. Um, the part that makes me concerned that this is maybe more of a pressure release mm. than actually supposed to inviting some change. Um, mm-hmm. And that maybe it would have that effect. Here's a quote. Here's a quote from Natalie Maines ah. from 2020, an American songwriter magazine. Uh, I think initially when we heard it, we just thought it was so funny. Aww. We're not saying kill your husband if he touches you. It was more like this is a bad character and these girls are going to do something really bad to him, but don't take it too seriously. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good. It seems point. so bizarre to me that she said that in the fucking year 2020 as they're oh like God. releasing their album Gaslighter. Yeah, that's a like, bit shocking that it came out that I mean, at the time, if this were a quote from like 1999, I'd be like, "Okay, maybe they've evolved." But yeah, 2020. The, this is a song that is that is talking about systems enabling uh, violent patriarchy, and the only way to respond uh, and to stay alive is violence. Mm-hmm. You know, like this song has is just dense with meaning. And I, I am concerned that the, that ultimately this song is sor- sort of supposed to be a carnivalesque. Yeah. Um, that this song is shout shout out our second season, yeah. our, uh, <laughs> insane clown posse. That this is supposed to be a pressure release, um, and that it is received as one. Um, yeah. This sort of like ain't I a little stinker energy. <laughs> um, this like nasty nasty woman you know Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know uh i i feel i have very little (laughs) patience for that kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's 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 always so fraught rhetorically but it's like yeah hillary clinton is a nasty woman Hmm. because she fucking like set up coups in honduras you know (laughs) like that's nasty And, and also i fucking listened to her talk to terry gross in her interview and when terry gross very politely asked her about her views on like um her history on like anti-lgbt like stuff she was like oh you're just trying to got me questions oh media she's like being like what's her name the like um like uh tea party uh, lady oh no i'm um older than that oh <laughs> I, I don't know. oh sarah, sarah palin. palin yeah she's giving like sarah palin answers and it's like yeah, yeah this <laughs> because like, i'm this a woman i cannot be held accountable for anything i do get that through your thick skull like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's like um, taking this so, taking a very real like dynamic and just using it as cover to shield from any sense of accountability which that's what yeah. I call nasty. Now that's what I call nasty. Volume one million. <laughs> <That's what I> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I don't know. I feel really complicated because I feel like there's some really useful stuff in this song. Um, it also is kind of like it is kind of terrifying. Like in the chorus, like she's sort of gleefully like screaming at her husband while he's dying of poisoning like you fucking like that Earl (laughs) you know like screaming (laughs) in his face in the song and it's like kind of affecting and dark Um, but I I feel like I I, yeah I just I'm concerned that it it didn't have the effect that I wanted it to Mm -hmm. 
Um, or maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe there are some men who, or there are some women who were able to like leave their abusive husbands when they listen to this, as opposed to just be like, well, thank God, uh, you know, at least I've never been put in intensive care, but I can sort of entertain this fantasy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It, it really makes me like wonder about the humor of the song. Cause it, it definitely is played like humorously. Yes. Um, and part of the like, explicitness and the um, emphaticness of saying like Earl had to die. That is like at least partially played for comic effect. Um, yeah. And like hearing Natalie Maines's quote about, um, we just thought it was so funny. Um, I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I trust the humor in this song anymore. Um, and maybe my, my comparison to Thelma and Louise, like shows that movie in an even brighter light. It's a fucking great movie. Um, but none of the like uh violence is played for like comedy in that film that i can think of um also this song is written by a person named dennis um the guy from it's always sunny (laughs) a person named dennis lind who Mm -hmm. i'm going to assume is a cisgendered man um probably a fair assumption um i don't know what do you think the odds are that Earl is a cop? Forty percent. Like forty percent are willing to admit. Uh, all Earls I are just bastards. Ayab, this- which is also one of my favorite tenor guitar tunings. I don't know <laughs> something with four strings. I I tune my uh, I tune my tackhead banjo in Ayab in my in in Tall Poppy String Band's uh, debut album Tall Poppy String Band coming out on July 29th. Uh, Ooh. Get your copy now. Pre-order your copy now. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. But I, I tune my banjo in that for um, not counting the fifth string, uh, but for the tune "Kiss Me Quick, My Papa's a Coming." Mm. You should use it. You should uh, do an A cab tuning <laughs> and write a song about cops. <laughs> I, I uh, at one point tried to use like in 2020 when I had nothing better to do. Uh, I tried. <laughs> uh, I tried to perform or I tried to arrange the tune "Police uh, Policeman." Uh, you may you can hear Tommy Jarrell sing. Police come, didn't want to go this morning. Police come, didn't want to go this morning. Police come, didn't want to go. Shot him in the head with my 44 this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to do that in a cab tuning. It doesn't sound very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. I like that. Um, yeah. I heard Jake Blunt perform that. What a good song. Good song. Good song. Good version. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, hello, Mr. Hardick. We, we can about? skip. It sounds like a song from the fifties. I'm. I swear, Garth recorded something that sounded. Oh, exactly. will you play my sound sample? There's this moment of oh. pedal steel playing that's pretty like unhinged. I've never really oh, heard yeah. anything like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. For in uh, in hello, Mr. Hardick. Do you want the banjo? Yeah, roll just play from the Mr. Pe- er, uh, from Goodbye Earl. You have a sound sample for that. No, skip it. Okay. We're running out of time. So here's hello, There's Mr. Hardick. banjo rolls. Here we go. Unhinged. Oh boy. That's fucking great. Yeah. That's <laughs> unnerving uh steel guitar playing. Damn. <laughs> uh yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, that's all I wanted to okay. talk about from that one. Uh 
Is it worth talking about? Don't waste your heart. This uh, you could play the twin like a, fiddling in it. It's oh, really okay. pretty. Let's do some twin fiddling. Um, Otherwise, no. Yeah, it's kind of a shitty song. That's like uh, girls not being bros for each other, basically. Um, but here's. Some twin It's such it's such a treat that we're listening to a band with such great instrumentalists. Yeah, they're incredible. I wish they were yeah. even more on like all over these songs. Yeah. All right, let's listen to fucking Sin Wagon. Sin Wagon. <laughs> Here we go. Vroom, dancing. vroom. Oh man, I, I cut off the. <clears throat> Let me see if I can get that last little bit. Because uh, we got to hear the bit about the sin wagon. Here we go. One more helping, would I be having? I'm taking my turn on the sin wagon. Yes! <laughs> this is a song about um, ho phase. Have you t- heard this term, ho phase? Is that anything like ho taps? No, uh, <laughs> a phase of being a ho, right? Yes, uh, I, I think it particularly uh, is in reference to like people who have just exited a long-term relationship. Mm. They're like, before I get in another long-term relationship, uh-huh. I'm going to be in my ho phase. You gotta slut it up a little bit, you know. Just yeah, and that and that's what this song is about. It's yeah. she's got a fucking spread her wild oats. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do, yeah, <laughs> there's this great moment in verse two. Um, on a mission to make something happen. I took a sound sample of oh, this. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard me. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> horizontal tango. <laughs> um, they like to fuck. Yeah. She likes, I mean, this person likes dick. Need a little bit more yeah. of my 12 ounce nutrition. Is it? I don't know. Is that what? I don't know. Is that what that means? The genius annotation is pretty unhinged on this. Will you <laughs> yes. read that whole thing? <laughs> According to this product for sale on Amazon, there is such a thing as a 12-ounce slingshot ammo. I think she's talking about a 12-ounce steak, though. Hashtag red blood ribeye with spaces in between those words, which means the only hashtag that's valid red. is red. Hashtag red. <laughs> Oh my god. It's just uh, a beer, uh, solid B minus says. Oh, okay. That makes so much sense. Yeah, okay, a beer. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's gonna drink beers and what's the ammunition? Does uh she's just I mean maybe that's also liquor gun. or beer. I mean I guess, but <laughs> she's gonna kill people, she's gonna drink beer, well, and she's I mean, gonna do mattress dancing. If you're gonna go out and be a hoe, like 
you gotta protect yourself. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, play the other sound samples in this. There's some great solos, and there's a great little yes. uh, country gospel moment. Yeah. In West. <laughs> a little jaw harp. Yep. <laughs> the uh, the instrument that is called by many different names, uh, some of them repeatable in polite company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, play another sound sample. Yeah. Here we go. I'll fly away on a sand wagon. God, it really makes me yeah, hope that Emily's great. Yes. It really makes me hope that at their live shows, they just fucking jam out on these tunes for like six whole minutes straight. Just like yeah. freaking trading off solos and doing all that bluegrass shit. Ah, oh, man. That'd be great. The song is a major honker. That's what I say. <laughs> all right. I don't have any more sound samples until. Uh, no, that's it. That's it. That's all you got. That's, that's all, all that's all I got. Mm-hmm. So I'm down to talk about whatever else, but uh, um the, the rest of this album I sort of tuned out. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another phrase based song, Hole in My Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's kinda fun musically, I thought. Let's let's take a okay. quick listen to that one. It's got some real Bonnie Raitt energy to this song. I don't know. I appreciate that. Super bluesy. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. There's, uh, the other songs aren't on this album aren't bad. There's, I mean, for the record, we do all need holes in our heads. Yes. Otherwise, how are you going to get your blood in there? And also the air of it. And um, how else will you be talking and smelling things and oxygen going in <laughs> too? Don't forget that. Yes. <clears throat> so that's many holes I just listed. So. Yeah. <laughs> also hearing things, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of like, uh, like breakupy songs in the second half of this album. We got without you. Some days you got to dance. That's less breakupy, I think. Um, but it's Sin Wagons, a better version of a similar sentiment. Um, Heartbreak Town and Let Him Fly. Um, 
There's some really pretty guitar playing in Let Him Fly. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, a pretty, that that's a pretty, out. pretty song. Let's uh, take a listen. It would take an acrobat And I already tried all that I'm going to let him fly Things can move at such a pace yeah it's pretty it's so spare i like i appreciate that about it yeah good stuff good stuff yeah um i'm kind of running out of energy and things to say so maybe we should uh call it there yeah (laughs) time of death 10 12 p.m um thanks for listening y'all um we'll be back next week with home is this their biggest, biggest one? Um, I don't know. It's it's the one. It's the the last one that's huge before they um, are canceled. I think, I think before they're right. not ready to make nice. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, that'll be next week. Until that time, you can visit us on boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Get on the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. There's some great stuff happening on there it's low traffic so like low impact but high quality so check it out um you can support the show in a couple different ways you can write us a review on itunes or i mean apple podcasts that helps it somehow um this show is older than uh apple podcast being called apple podcasts it used mm-hmm. to be called itunes we're getting old. It's one of those. Oh, it's an original podcast now. Yes, OG one of those podcast. OPs. Um, uh, the other ways you can support us include going to our. Uh, uh, well, uh, um, you can share the show with people. That's free. But if you want to pay us money, you can go to support that box at the website. Uh, kick us a few bucks. You'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show called "What's in the Box Weekly." This week, I talked about. A movie called Whip It from 2009, starring one Elliot Page and a bunch of other famous folks. And I talked about Conan the Barbarian. Co- is it is it specifically pronounced Conan and not Conan? Yeah, I don't think it's like late night. Okay. <laughs> he goes to bed early. Okay. Uh, the other thing you should do is listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. Uh... <laughs> Oh it's, yeah, it's about Got some really good music. ones coming up. Oof, yeah. Ooh, just you wait. Woof, bark, doggy Oof. dogs. Yep. Until next week, I've been Nat Hunt, and I have a chicken wing. And I've been Cameron Dewitt, and I'm with Hurl. <laughs> Hurl uh, Scouts of America. I have this joke here that I didn't get to say. Maybe this will be the the stinger at the end. Mm, okay, uh, it just re- tell me what you think. Is this good? Maybe this is better left out. Okay. Uh, remember when the chicks got in that teleporter accident? Because this album's called Fly. Oh, <laughs> so that's, that's what I got. I did notice a certain David Cronenberg influence on this album. <laughs> <laughs> there was some real primo body horror. <laughs> <laughs> What's this for? I don't know.